When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ryback Show. I'm your host, the big guy Ryback. Happy Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. We are streaming live on Instagram and TikTok, the big guy Ryback22. Thank you to the people that are joining on the live streams on all the platforms. We are on Ryback TV on YouTube. Super chats are greatly appreciated, guys, and brought up on the screen on there. Health, fitness, supplementation, pro wrestling, sports, and anything and everything in between. We are streaming live on Facebook at Ryback Reeves and Twitch at Ryback Rules. This show is available on all podcast platforms. iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated. Guys, so thank you to the those of you that leave a star rating and write a review on there. And we can't forget old Twitter spaces, X spaces, my least favorite platform with everything going on. But thank you to all of my great Twitter subscribers and the people that join on here. The same small sample size group that they distribute the show out to every day. I appreciate you guys that show up routinely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's if you could share this show on Twitter and tag Elon Musk and that Linda X lady, uh, whoever the the CEO. We want I want to bombard them with content from me. So if you could please retweet this show and, and tag them at Elon Musk and at Linda X and say fix Ryback's account. Let's just continuously bombard them with this because it is it is beyond disturbing that we are still at this level with everything with that guys this show's brought to you by feed me more nutrition my premium supplement line sweetened with stevia and monk fruit no harmful artificial sweeteners or colors for all people men and women he she and the feed me more.com you guys can save 20 percent discount code feed me 20 feed me 20 on feed me more.com you get a free feed me more nutrition premium shaker bottle with all orders make sure you guys sign up for my email and text message program, guys, if you guys sign up for those today and I'm not giving you the code, you got to go sign up, sign up for the email and the text. You get a free bottle of my GTS go to sleep, uh, high powered sleep formula, guys, today with the purchase of any supplement on feedmemore.com. Our brain feed is now back in stock. Oh, that's where the noises are coming from on the old TikTok there. There's noises, I guess, for achievements on there. There's a goal of I couldn't figure out. I thought Twitter, it was the Twitter making the noises, but they're right next to each other with that. It's the the TikTok is I'm reaching goals that I didn't even know that I, I think I had a subscriber goal on there. So thank you to everybody on TikTok. You guys want to call into the show live, the people's podcast at Ryback on X spaces, Twitter spaces, 
here, guys, to call in. Whatever platform you're listening on, if you want to call in and be on the show, you have something to say, you've got a question, a concern, a statement, guys, right here, X Spaces at Ryback. Follow me, create an account if you don't have one, or log into your account if you if you use it, and uh, pop on into that, that X Spaces, Twitter Spaces, and join the show live. Sweet Sugar Sugar, good to see you, buddy. Starting off hot with a super chat here. Gabby Hiralu, thank you. Hey, I just wanted to know, how could you picture in your head the, the storyline of you winning the WWE title back in 2013, and how would you carry it? Uh, I'd probably carry it on my shoulder and around the waist, standard, with that. Okay? I know you probably mean, like, how would I carry it? Would I be a, a fighting champion? Would I be a part-time champion? I mean, it's a pretty ridiculous question on that. Would have so I'm assuming it was over the the punk. What what am I winning? It is it babyface Ryback in 2013 against CM Punk in the TLC match? Was that and then going on and whooping the Rock's ass, huh? Shell shock and then go out and whoop Cena's ass at WrestleMania. We'll just whoop an ass 24 seven with that. Or is it heel Ryback defeating Cena, which I was the last man standing technically uncrowned WWE champion. Guys, in that last man standing, I was the last man standing. He got he got taken out in an ambulance. Storyline wise, Ryback has never lost a championship on that. Should have been awarded to me that night. Referee, horrible job on that. But uh, hey, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I would have just you know I would have just just been regular Ryback, just with the championship, just like I was with the IC championship. Would have probably just and then you just have programs with whoever you have programs with up there and you just read your lines and you have fun as much as you can with that. So that's, that's how it, I envisioned it would have went with it, but thank you very much for the super chat. It's not fun actually having championships though. Just so you guys know, traveling wise, I do not care to carry a championship around anywhere that I go. I don't want it in my luggage. It's heavy. I don't like having to take it out for TSA. I just prefer to show up and the championship is there. You pull it out in WWE, but you have to carry, you bring, they should have had them for you. So you don't have to carry the championships, like send me the one for my house. Let me take some pictures and, you know, have some fun with the girlfriend at the time with it. Woo. You know, but Hey, I don't want to be carrying that thing around everywhere. You know, God, it's just have them at the building. Let me just put it on and go out and, and do the thing, you know? I don't want to have to be carrying the, the, the championships around everywhere, though. No, it's not 100 pounds, Chris Willis. Chris Willis has asked, is the championship 100 pounds? No, Chris. That's ridiculous. No championship anywhere is 100 pounds. Who, God... Who told you that? What dirt sheet did you read that off of? Championships are 100 pounds. That's more than half the roster right now. Relax, pal. I'll have to go weigh the IC title for you, and they're all pretty similar to that. I would imagine it's somewhere in that 6 to 10 pound range, 5 to 7, 5 to 8 pounds. I don't know. I didn't do bicep curls with it or anything. I should have tried. Maybe could have had a better idea, but. All right, let's take some calls here, guys. No, Chris, not set. Chris, it's not 75 pounds either. 
after all of that, Chris, you go that after I, I tell you that little spiel, it's not 100. Your next guess is 75. Come on. Not not not, not a human being with, with, with half a brain would make that their second guess on that. <sighs> We're starting off hot today, guys. Starting off hot. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. We're going to just go with Chris Willis. Championships are somewhere between 75 and 100 pounds, guys. Jeez. That's really, that makes really fun to travel with those when there's weight requirements on everything. I'm doing great. Weather's great in Vegas. It's been a great day thus far. I'm drinking a little bit about Pumplex City. I've got to do a big workout after this. Feeling, uh, feeling amazing. Feeling amazing. All right, let me take a look here. 11 is forever. This could be anybody. Yes, sir. Mr. Uh, Ryback, how you doing today? It's Mike with the Dirty Dishes. Ah, how you doing, Mike? Good to hear from you again. It's, it's all clean, brother. I love to hear it. I love to hear it, man. You're, you're off on the right track today. Yes, sir. Well, I'm on my lunch break as usual. Glad I caught you now. Um, quick question for you today. Uh, oh. First off, I, I don't know how... With this Twitter stuff, it's it's insane how nobody is hearing you out. It's it's wild. Do you, do you guys find? Am I crazy for thinking? Do you guys not think it's crazy that they haven't at least acknowledged me publicly? That I just don't understand. It doesn't make any there. sense. Why? Like, and here's the other thing: like, just say I was wrong. Say that I'm I'm making all this up, even though I have the proof of them saying I'm restricted. I have the proof of WWE wanting the accounts and like Twitter closing hundreds of cases and like saying that I'm restricted, then then fixing the restriction, but not fixing all this shadow banning and, and Elon admitting to all this restrictive coding. Like he's admitted this. And like, why wouldn't they at least acknowledge me and say like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to DM you privately, or we're going to try to get somebody to help. Or like, Hey, your, your account isn't this. They would do something to get like, you would think after now we're going on like eight months of them being in charge and them seeing my tweets where you'd think they would just do something. But no, absolutely nothing. So, but it hurts every day. Like, this show should be going out to six figures on my Twitter alone on that platform, and it's going out to fifteen to two thousand people, the same people every day. It doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, it's it's disappointing, and it's definitely not fair that there is a. I don't want to even say personal vendetta or anything along those lines. Yeah. But it's it's really disappointing. And I, again, I'm I'm praying that one day it gets all resolved and that you're able to do your thing in peace and again Thank you. generate what you need to. And my question to you today is: I am not typically a big fan of thrown together tag teams, but for okay. whatever reason, I loved Rybaxel. Oh, thank I you. still watch. <laughs> You guys, you're the final promo. I think it was either on Superstars or Main Event, but the way you guys parted ways, I don't know. It was very funny. I enjoyed the conversation you, you guys had there. So talk to me more about your relationship with uh, Mr. Joe Henning, uh, Curtis Axel. I definitely would love to know who came, what the premise of that tag team, how it came to be, your relationship, and if there was any real plans for you guys. So that came to get so one love Joe. I actually just talked to him and his wife Brooke, like and and Matt, their kids. Like they always would bring their kids to the shows when they they always would hang out with them and and joke around uh, and have a good time. Like and I knew Joe from Florida Championship Wrestling. We during down there we were never like I wouldn't say we I got along with everybody. We would joke around and like I always got along with them really well, but I never like really worked with them 
or anything down there. We, and we never really worked together, even though there might have been like little things here and there. But I just knew he was a really, really good guy. And like we we would just like and I had a few people that I would hang around and and then like we'd all hang around together and like always got along really well. That came together up there that he was he after the Michael McGillicuddy stuff. Um, and then he kind of wasn't doing anything forever. They didn't know what to do with them as far as how to repackage them or bring them back up. And then I was back up. I came back off of my ankle injury with Ryback and everything was going great. And then things got weird. And then they they turned me from baby face to heel. And I was doing the bullying stuff. Axel had came back during that bullying stuff or around in that period, maybe a little prior as a Paul Heyman guy. And they gave him a nice little push out of the gates with everything in the IC title. And he was doing really, really good. And uh, they put him right into a program with Punk, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, at least on live events. I, I can't remember how much. I think they had some stuff on TV as well. But they were they were doing really good live events. And um, whatever happened, I don't I think the, it, the he'd lost the title and whatever the thing is with Heyman, I don't know what was going on. I don't I've never heard Paul talk about it. I never really uh talked too much to Joe about it. Heyman, for whatever I think it just things were they they I didn't know they didn't have any plans past him losing the title or what the hell it was. But Paul like had suggested they take me out of my bullying gimmick, which was getting over, and in, in infuse me uh into that program with punk. And where it was, it was Heyman, Axel, and and me, and then to, for me to continue on with the feud with Punk once again. But this time, he is heel and him is babyface, which I wasn't particularly fond of because even though I gave a professional go, of course, whatever you guys want, and talk to Vince, but it was I was getting real heat finally doing the bullying stuff, and I wanted to see that play out that because everything is storylines. So we just once again halted everything with a storyline for me to put me into a program that I didn't really belong in just so Heyman could stay on TV longer. And, and so I found out, and I've talked about this really quickly, Heyman and Punk were as good of friends as you could be up there. That program was just, it was Heyman working with Punk and with little regard to for me or Axel on this. So we were fighting an uphill losing battle of Heyman was just using us to get a couple more paydays and to get Punk another, another big win, a couple big wins. And then he was going to do, he was going to wash his hands of us. Because this is how he 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 operates at that time. He didn't have anyone he was permanently with again, like how he is with Roman now. Like so, he was like kind of just he's just a he's a survivor in the sense of he will do anything to just stay involved at times, and and that was what was going on. So it happened. We were in England, and the stuff we didn't even know. This is how we like I like when I tell you guys this stuff. This is coming from, from like the reality of the situation. We hit. Nobody tells us anything that Paul's going to go in the ring on TV and bury us. Weren't no no creative. We were just told we weren't on TV for that particular for that raw or whatever it was. And uh, outside of outside of a segment, we were going to have after uh, a, a backstage reaction. And if I'm not mistaken, and Heyman, we, we're watching live, and Heyman's just burying us, and we're like I'm fucking pissed. It's part of my language, TikTok, but. Uh, we, we were told by a creative, we go, yeah, you guys are going to now be a tag team. And me and Joe liked each other. We we had laughing all the time with the stuff outside when we're not shooting. And, you know, we, we were getting along doing all the Heyman stuff really well. And uh, 
which I suspect that could have probably played a part in where they just figured like, oh, we're going to take these guys away from Heyman or we're going to get Heyman away from them and we'll just leave them together. So that was kind of how it came about. And that night, and I've told this story, I I went as soon as Paul got to the back, I said, I need to talk to you tonight. And uh, I made sure Axel was there as well. And uh, Paul drank a lot of beer. I drank a lot of beers. Axel had a few. I mean, Paul paid for all of them. And I told him what I thought about him professionally and personally on everything. Because I didn't appreciate him, how he handled the business and used us and, and kind of left us to, to dry and, and not being professional and going out there and, and burying us when our angle was done with him and not even giving us a heads up or anything like that. It was just really, it wasn't, it wasn't good business all the way around. And I, and I, I told Vince, and I just said all along, I go, that wasn't handled very well on all of that. And, uh, and, that, and as far as nobody letting us know the plans of what was going on. So me and Axel, then we were just, we were together and without a program, without anything. And this is the beginning of essentially my punishment period in WWE, where whatever lie that Punk went and because Punk had told went to Vince. And I've talked about this as well. Him and Heyman went to Vince that I believe that day in England, because this is I remember in, this was in England and they went and buried me just to no end on just as just for whatever. I went I knew something happened because I was walking down, down the hallway and Heyman and Punk are walking by together. And mind you, at this time, me and Heyman, we were still together with Axel. This the TV hadn't happened later that night. They look at me with an evil smile. They go, good luck. And I knew right then and there, because I saw Vince's office was down, and I knew they had just came from there. And I go, I've got to go talk to Vince. So I go talk to Vince that day. This is the day that Vince, he goes, he was eating, and he had me come in. He was, this is the only time I've ever talked to him where he was actually, he, he got, he was mad at me. And, but he didn't know what he was mad at me for. He just was mad because of what they had told him or whatever they told him. In which Cena, and this is another, there's a lot of parts that Cena even came up to me and just goes, they don't do business the way I do business. He goes, they're a different animal. In which they they will manipulate and lie. So I don't know what lies or manipulation they use, but with Punk always, you could with Vince and, and being in that position, had a lot of pull. But this can just show you how much pull I had. I had a good amount of pull still at the time and with everything and being new still. I went into Vince and Vince was was eating. And he was, he was, he was really pissed off. And he goes, I don't know what to do with you. And I literally, I go, I go, what the F are you talking about? And, and just very calm. And we're talking, he goes, I don't know if we have to send you down to NXT or what. And I go, well, send me down to NXT. I'll go. I don't care. I go, send me down there right now. I go, I'll pack my bags. I'll leave the building right now. Like this is just, and then Vince pauses and he puts his head down and he's thinking and he looks at me, he goes, I don't want to do that. And I go, well, why would you do that? I go, I don't even know what's going on. So he's not even communicating to me what's being what was told to him by Heyman or Punk, which I can imagine, knowing how how Punk was at that time, it was not good with any of this. So, but this was kind of the beginning of of all that that led to whatever happened on TV and them not telling us and, and Paul. So like all this happens, me and Vince, everything was was good. He and he like, but that was the beginning of my punishment period. Even though Vince would never admit it, but they put us together. So essentially, I felt like I was being punished and not being used in the way that I'd been featured previously the, the year prior. But Axel was taking the, the majority of the pinfalls. So I was staying actually protected. But even every once in a blue moon, and like me and Axel knew the deal, they would come and tell me, like Arn or one of the producers would go, tonight Vince wants you taking the, the pinfall Ryback. So like it, it would have, if you ever go back and watch Axel stuff, I took very few pinfalls during this. So it was like it was being done, but we... 
I was, it was a demotion clearly from how I was being used. So I always felt bad. And I've joked with Axel, like, but like, I was like, I hated that he got dragged into this, but they weren't really doing anything with him. But the positive of it was the two of us had each other in this. And we looked at it and go, you know what? Let's just go have as much fun as possible and go out there. And like it, my whole WWE career, that time up there, it was probably the most fun I ever had, especially as we really got going. And we got to work with top teams the whole time. We had, we had a main event program with the Shield overseas uh, when Randy got hurt uh, doing doing uh, six-man tags uh, over there. And like and then we were on almost every pay-per-view, whether it was the pre-show or on the show, we were figured in on everything, but we just weren't being featured. Like, there would be times on Raw where we'd be in the ring and we didn't get an entrance. Didn't happen a ton, but it happened enough. But the reason why this was going on, it was them from whatever Punk and Heyman had told Vince, that was their way of, of they thought, like, just like, of, of I don't know what you, what, how you want to describe it with that, of like, of just putting, of not using me to the, to the degree that we had used me prior with everything, but still using me and keeping my value at a certain level without diminishing it by letting Axel, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like I was taking, so it was, this was going on. And then me going to Vince periodically going, look, and this is enough. Like, what is, what is going on? Like, I, I was just trying to go get answers. Like, explain to me why you're doing what you're doing and not like, and he never, he goes, there's no punishment. I don't believe in that. Like, so it was just lies. So it's like, and then Axel would try to go in there and get answers. And, you know, so it, it was a frustrating period from a creative standpoint because, but we did, we were like on .com every week. So we were doing vignettes and having fun and cracking up all the writers every week, having the time of our lives, doing really good stuff. I think some of my best work up there and Axel's like, I, I'll say it was probably some of our best work together during this period that went unseen and then the only thing you guys really saw was that breakup, which was just like a lot of the other content that we were doing for the the, the whole time we were together. It just wasn't being seen on TV. It was on .com with it. So it was it was a crazy period, man. And we tried and like we we came up. I had the Ryback so beanies. And like we didn't even get yeah. we didn't have merch. We like wore our separate merch shirts. They wouldn't make merch for us. I had beanies made for us. I got I got a ton of them made. We'd wear the Ryback so beanies. Like, this was like, there was nothing going on, though, with it, like, as far as, you know, any plans. And I'll never forget, though, the name Road Dog came to me. And when we were together the, in the, that first week and then the next week at TV, he came up because they, they were talking about it in the meeting. And he goes, I kind of just jokingly said Rybaxel in the meeting. And he goes, it got a good reaction. And I go, that's the name. I love it. Like, that's so Road Dog had actually played a, a big part. I, I believe he was the one. He was the one that at least told me about it. But I believe it was him that he said that he he mentioned it in the meeting and the name got a good reaction. So that's kind of how it all came together. And unfortunately, you know, we feuded for the titles multiple times and we would like we would we would get wins on TV here and there. And then we we'd go work. We'd wrestle for the titles and lose or so. But I mean, we, we feuded with Cody and in and, and Goldust, Stardust and Goldust, the, Us that, yeah. the Usos New Day. So like we were in there with with prominent teams, but even though at that period the tag division wasn't really being featured like it is as much now, so it wasn't as you know how sometimes the, the titles outside of the world title or the universal right. they'll kind of like the U.S. title will go from periods of being hot to kind of being cold, and I feel like it was kind of a cold period for the tag titles with that as well. But you know you know what it is, I felt like you guys were doing so well getting that over. Uh, 
I enjoyed you two together. I wanted really to see what was going to be next with it. I mean, you know, I'm sure uh, you'd pop a lot of fans if uh, if you had some uh, little cameo with uh, Joe. Um, have you guys seen each other since? Have, has there ever been talk about, you know, reuniting, you know, like that last promo that you guys had together? Has there ever been a conversation like that? Oh, yeah. Every time we talk, we joke about it, just like doing something at some point. With it. I know he still wants to wrestle. And you know, he had a gig with WWE for a while as a producer, and then that that didn't for whatever reason they didn't they didn't they didn't have him in that. And I think it's a good thing because he I know he still wants to work and he's still in great shape and he's healthy. So I, and why he's not? It's re- he should be in WWE on TV still. It, it's very odd, and I don't I don't I don't know what the situation is. Everyone loves him. He has a great attitude. He's a great family man. And you know, part of the thing is is like here's my thing. He's such a good guy, man, and like where he's probably better off outside of that environment anyways, from a life standpoint. Right. And uh, where he, he can be around his kids and like, he, cause he has his priorities in line with all that. And uh, you know, that, that can take you away from all of that. And so it's, everything happens for a reason, you know, at, at some point in time, you never, I would, I don't think that's the ideal way to come back or anything like that, but at some right. point, you know, Hey, it'd be great to be back and be established again. And then to be in a situation where I need a tag partner, I think that's like the kind of situation or if he was back and I was back and we're doing our own things and he needed a tag partner to do something on that end for a re- to reunite, like where it would be really cool. But it's uh, I don't know, man. It was uh, I, like I said, I love him to death. When I talked, we just talked with everything going on with all the stalker stuff. We, we talked quite a bit during that period. And uh, because he'd heard he'd heard quite a bit of that, and so we we always joke around about like just that stuff. So, well, I I thank you for uh, for walking us through that today. I was you know curious about that for a long time. I got uh, to go back to work because that was my lunch break, but I'll be listening. And as always, the big guy. Look forward to talking to you next. I'll be uh, thinking of some further questions. But again, I appreciate your. uh, you know, your answers and, and how you are with all of us. So, you know, much love always to you. Likewise, brother. And thank you for the great question. You have a good day. No problem. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Good deal. Thank you very much. Mike S., thank you for the super chat. Everything is in the works on that. We were letting the professionals. And when it is time, I'll have to make that announcement. Guys, we'll, we'll let him. we will let him wait and not know when that day is coming because there is a process that has to play out on all that. looking at some of your chats here guys everybody on if you're on tiktok or ig you could join this show at ryback on x spaces twitter spaces if you want to call into the show take a look here Take a look at this account. Hello, welcome to the Ryback Show. Hello, hello. I will have to bring you back. You've got to turn that microphone on the bottom left on on Twitter spaces, guys. 
in order to hear you on the show. Next caller. Hello. Welcome to the Ryback Show. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Great. How are you, bro? Fantastic. Thank you. What's on your mind today? Uh, just the thing I want to know. Uh, are you in touch with uh, Curtis Axel or not? Uh, just out of my mind. Quick question. Oh, did you just hear the last caller? Uh, no. Oh, that was the literally the <laughs> that was the entire conversation just for about fifteen minutes with the last caller. Yeah, I talked to him pretty, pretty, a fairly good amount. Okay, okay. Now, the next question I was: uh, Do you ever like uh, after John Moxley leave the WWE? Do you ever get in contact with him? Anything like that? Like ever met him before like after that he left wwe uh yeah i saw him at wrestlecon in la we talked for a bit went over and gave each other a hug and had a nice little conversation okay thanks you're welcome good deal just wanted to know if i've talked to a couple people all righty then nothing wrong with that <laughs> Uh, bring on Spartan Darkness. Where'd Shawnee go? I saw Shawnee in here earlier and he disappeared. He must have had something at home going on. Hello, welcome to the Ryback Show. Hey, brother. Good to talk to you again. Ah, thank I you just, for calling in. Um, I just wanted to bring up the fact, um, you know, in the 2010s, 2012 era, there's like four guys that kept me watching the show. And it was it was Curtis Axel, and it was you, and it was Dolph Ziggler, and it was uh, uh, Zach Ryder, Matt Cardona, and I always felt like you know all these. Joe has so much charisma. Yeah. He is the man. And Dolph is probably one of the most talented wrestlers I've ever seen. Um, he can do anything. It's like it's like he's Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart together. Yeah. He's great. I big fan of his. Um, and I love the Rob Axel uh, tag team. We uh, we love that. Um, but I got a question for you about your um, if you can reveal this, I don't know, because I know it's kind of made some of us behind the scenes. But um, so if you wrestled Goldberg, who would be the baby and who would be the heel? You'll have to wait and see. That the kind of stuff I I, I wouldn't talk. I don't want to talk about that stuff. As far as that's going to be handled, that 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 would be ruining a part of of all of it. So, I figured. Yeah. Well, What's that? How, how's that going so far? I mean, are you? I've got. We just got. I'm, I'm handling it. We're gonna. We're gonna wait and see what happens here. But it's on my. It's on the top of my list of things we're trying to get done. Do you want to do it? Because um, I know you mentioned on some of your other shows you. You know, you might want to do it in AEW or you might want to just do it in Vegas um, just by yourself and promote it. And I I kind of think the second one, the second option would, you could do that. I mean, look what Cody did with All In and all that. I mean, you could do that. Oh, absolutely. That's why we got to we got to just see what, what Bill would want to do and what the options are on all of it. I think that's there's plenty of time for all this to get worked out here and everything is – I'm staying on track with everything I need to do and it's going to happen if it's going to happen. And if not, it's no worries. And I will be able to do other things. So 
but we'll see to the top of my to-do list of things I'm trying to get done. So there's so many more, like there's so many independent wrestlers now that are like very talented and, um, you know, that, that don't get seen by WWE and, um, you know, you could bring them in, you know, who they are, you know, they're in new Japan or other companies and you could just, you could promote this card all, all by yourself. I mean, I just, I kind of think that's the way to go, you know, as far as, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this by myself and we're going to headline. It's be two monsters versus each, you know, two monsters versus each other. And I mean, I'll, I'll be sold on that card. Ah, uh, thank you. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. Well, thanks, brother. All right. You have a good one. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you very much. All right. We're kicking it up, guys. We're bringing on Shawnee. I mean, Shawnee always knows when to show up. I swear. he, Shawnee has great timing. They, they, they put him right at the top every time, I feel like. He's, they literally put him at the top of the queue. Shawnee. Is it, is it the big guy? This is This is him. Is this the big guy? Do you know Curtis Axel? Big guy? Do you know Curtis Axel? Big guy? A lot of Curtis Axel love on today's show. I've never, Curtis Axel, all three callers, last three callers all name dropped Curtis Axel. Which I know because it's like monkey see, monkey do, bro. That's what it is. You now know? you're the fourth. Uh, Curtis Axel's the theme of the show today. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to text him after, like, bro, the whole show, whole show was about you. Everybody just wanted to know, like, if I still talk to you or, like, hang out or. Oh. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't. I, people are going to think I'm crazy, but I don't even know who Curtis Axel is, you know? Because, um, like, I didn't watch during that period, you know? I would. Um, Shawnee, I, I pretend. I feel like that I know you're telling the truth, but, like, some wrestling fans, like, that's exactly what they would say, sort of, like, to get in with me, to try to yes. make it seem like they're not, like, like a like a hardcore mark or like yeah, fan like yeah, where yeah, it's like no, yo bro i don't even i didn't even know you even wrestled during that period but like i watched after and like you seem pretty cool and like so like i lower my guard a little bit and like but you're really like the biggest fan you've <laughs> you're wearing one of my you bought one of my singlets on ebay every time you call into the ryback show you're wearing one of my old singlets <laughs> Your wife and kids have no idea. You like go through this whole routine to come on the show every day. It's... Bro, you would think, right? The amount we talk, you'd think like I would have like a whole. I, you know, it's crazy. Like, I, uh, I, I, so I ordered my first figure of you uh, uh, two days ago. Um, I'm waiting for it to come. Um, and uh, I'm going to take a picture with my figure and your, and your figure. <laughs> Make sure you're in my gear. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I got uh, somebody made me a custom figure of myself uh, with the speedo on. (laughs) Yo, it's crazy. I'll share it. It looks exactly like me. It's insane. Shawnee, they have they legit have. I don't expect somebody bought like three of my singlets and a pair of. I sold one pair of boots over the whole. I I don't I don't I love my boots. I have multiple pairs like airbrushed. I sold one pair of boots and I think I sold three singlets. Three singlets at some point in WWE early on, and like with armbands, and like they paid like a lot, they thousands of dollars, bro. And they're on eBay. Like the guy, I don't know who it was, but they they spent a lot of money on them. Um, Uh, So uh, Ryder does that um, uh, in the private uh, Facebook group. Yeah, Uh, 
so like he'll uh like he did the rider taker gimmick uh and he went on and he sold the rider taker gear and uh just i think just the uh it was the hat or something it went for like 400 bucks Jeez. just that just the hat and i'm not a ring worn guy it's just not my thing i don't want to smell my athlete's <laughs> balls you know what i mean <laughs> bro you 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 have to see like uh, like I've noticed, like being back as a fan and stuff, like the 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 women fans, and I have nothing wrong with them. Like I know there's a lot of beautiful women that wrestle, and I, I listen. Nikita Lyons, gorgeous, like she's drop dead gorgeous. Uh, but I'm not buying used gear so I can sniff it until it turns white. You know? What yeah, I mean? yeah. No, it's bro. I get messages still from people that want like to my gear and like i i'm not i i only sold those early on i like keeping all my stuff do you have all your gear? yeah i've got everything up in my laundry room i've got all i've got all i've got i've got my original singlet upstairs in the case with it wow. the, the first one and then i've got i only sold three singlets the entire time because I, I would have a new singlet every month for for four four years you're smart you're smart yeah. that's how you got so many action figures yeah with it because they so it was i would just but like i'm a big believer in like you want to get your gear. You want to stay consistent with it as well, too, with like the theme and like. So I would try to wear a, a thing for a little bit because like I'm a big fan of, of getting things over like color wise too. Like I always loved the Hogan had yes. the red and yellow and like I like Razor always kind of had a. This is kind of Razor always would like have a consistent look, but he would change it up every pay per view. I would remember he would do it. That's kind and I grew up loving him, so I kind of just used that same thing and I would try to wear outside of live events and stuff but on tv i would try to wear the prior month's month's pay-per-view singlet on tv all Got the time and then then get to bring a new one on the next pay-per-view so people would know that it was a new one from wearing the same one for the month prior because like and i would want like so i tried to do things like that so the new one would pop out more whereas if you wear a different one every single show then it's not as it's harder to tell when you're wearing a new one or not wearing a new one and so yeah, all your like from the pictures that I've seen, like uh, all your gear was super toyetic, man. Like very like abstract colors, and like did you like uh, did you like get any of that inspiration from like uh, Van Dam at all? Because like Van Dam used to wear those uh, like colorful singlets yeah. Too, well, the, yeah, you know? well, it's him. He was the but but before him, Rob was was part of it. It was and the guys and they're just talking to him today, dude. Wrath Adam Bomb. Was he had yeah, badass singlets? We were talking about that. Yeah, yes, we yes, were just talking yes. again today, though, on uh, because he, he went to Bio Accelerator and we were talking about it. He, he we're going back and forth on Instagram and and because dude, I and I he posts like a lot of his old footage and I I love seeing that. This like I liked him so much growing up and would always watch his matches, but it's like it, a lot of time has gone by. I forgot like how much that played a role. And even like Ultimate Warrior, he had a, a brief period where he wore the singlets. And he had the airbrush singlets and all that. And this is Man, all stuff I grew up watching. Singlets right now, they are so cool. Yeah, like, but he he had the cool crap. colors. So all of that stuff subconsciously was in my mind because that's the stuff I was drawn to as a kid. So that's what I, I would try to do that with my mentality of the things I liked with the cool colors with all of I that. Didn't know, uh, I didn't know that the Warrior wore singlets, but I'm looking at it, and you're yeah. right. He had, like, one air... You're right, he had airbrush. My singlets look more like his... Like, and my stuff is different from their... But they this stuff was before Van Damme. Guys like Adam yeah. Bomb and Wrath, his singlets, his Wrath, were, were really cool as well. And, and Warrior yeah. briefly... 
this stuff was it wasn't just Rob, but Rob made it his own and with his own identity with it. Yes. And then I came along and then Rob, I asked Rob permission. Rob was the one because he was the one that was known for it in WWE for that period of time and how long and uh, in wrestling. Yes. And I asked Rob. It stood I just, out. You're right. It stood out. Yeah. It, yeah, it was his. A lot of guys were wearing it at those, that type of year. Yeah. You know? And I just, I so I reached out to him and I never met him or talked to him when I, Vince, after Vince told me he wanted me in a singlet and they had me in a black singlet. And I was like, I got to do something with this. So I got to go hold of Rob and I just asked, I just said, I go, do you, is it all right if I, if I do some airbrushing? No, I don't want to do like the things you did. I want to kind of like a Terminator machine kind of theme to start off. And dude, he was so cool about it. And it, but I just That's felt, awesome, I just think it's like, cause I, I didn't know if he was going to come back. And at that time he had no intentions of coming back and he goes, bro, yeah, and yeah. He, he goes, absolutely. And he, so I always like, like a lot of times I'm big on things like that like asking people before if they're still going to be involved or whatnot. Cause like, if he would have said like, ah, I don't, I, I, you know, stay away from it. I would have just got to, I would have went a different route with it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a respectful thing to do. And then I feel like that respect now has gone out. Uh, it it is. A lot of people why, will just like, they, that's why people fight. Yeah. But the dude, we have to respect the people that came before us. Cause we're the, they're the reason we've even got into it. Like it, it's, it's so crazy. I like if you ever hear like Mike Tyson talk about the, the people he grew up watching, he has such love and, and admiration yep. and, and respect for whether he could beat these people or not. He talks as if they, he, he just, he gets it with that. And I think like we all, we get up there. Part of it is it's insecurity where like your ego and you want to believe you're so much better than anybody that ever came before. Like, or it's insecurities you want to feel. It's like, man, all these people, the reason why we even got into this business is because these people made a decision before that lived before us to follow yeah. their dreams. And like, so it's like, why would you go out of your way to like be disrespectful to people that came before? And it goes both ways. It's and I, we've talked about that, like people that do the podcasting and like, and if you're out of the business or it's like me, like that's why I don't shit on the things going on with the people like on that. They're the ones doing it now. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. if you want people to respect you, you got to respect them. With it, and it's like yeah. it's a two way street. Yeah. On yeah. you can't be like just bashing everything like some of the people do, and expect like the young people to like like. There's a way if you want to get a point or a message across. There's a way to talk and do it. There's with, a way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm looking at the Ultimate Warrior. I didn't realize, but when he was the Ultimate Maniacs with Macho, so Macho's my favorite uh, mm -hmm. wrestler ever. Oh, I'm they had such cool know. gear too together. Um, that gear is insane. I'm looking at it now. It's like a bunch of bricks. Yep. And uh, and in the middle it has his like uh, uh, like his um, uh, what is that like his face paint design yeah. and then it says Ultimate Maniacs like that is so cool. That's man. the one I thought I've seen that I know exactly what you're talking about. That's where like all that stuff to me like I love stuff because as a kid that was what outside of the intensity and energy and the look that gets your attention right away and so I yes. always I always had that in mind for my singlets on things of color schemes because I had a huge fan kid fan base on that as well. The adults are from how you, how you present yourself and your, your attitude and your identity and how you speak, but with kids and younger kids, how you look plays a huge role. Yeah. I I'm looking at the one that you, you talking about the Terminator one. That one is awesome, bro. That one Thank is you. really cool. I, that's the one I've got upstairs and I got it redone and like where it looks pretty solid. And, uh, Man, that stuff I had, man, I've got to like, I have an airbrush person still I haven't used because I haven't obviously wrestled now for a while, but like they, I had a girl the whole time up there and uh, I actually had RVD's original guy for the first beginning and then transitioned to this girl that I'd met 
that did uh, like motorcycles and all this airbrushing. And she yeah, did like, yeah. oh man. I, so I had like a great system where I'd have the guy that would make my you single. Had a Popeye one? You had a Popeye one? Bro. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, bro. That is so cool. That's I had a, you had to go. I'd have to go back and look. I every month I would just try to do something creative that I go, what can they do to stand out or to this? And like, so yeah, it was, but all these people, I'm not the one that I just did that with my mindset of things. All these people before they're the ones that, that I got the ideas from originally. So, yeah. Uh, so, big guy, how does it work uh, for us, uh, like for the fans? Like, uh, do you pay for your own gear or like how, how does that yeah. work? Like behind the scenes? Yeah. Oh, you got to pay for everything. So, like, I had my, I'd have to, I'd have the guy that made the singlets. So, like, once you get like the singlet, like, luckily I stayed the same size. So, we never had to change like the dimensions. So, it was like, yeah. Hey, I need a, he would, he would just have all the colors. Hey, I need, I would get like two or three done at a time. I would try to stay in, in advance. Sometimes it would get things would have to be last minute, but I'm like, Hey, I need these, this, this, and this white, blue, green. And then I would send over, uh, my, my idea of a design, uh, of like something I would find an image online and then send it. I, he would make the singlet and send it to the airbrush girl. The airbrush girl would have my designs and then, and like everything was just PayPal. So I'd PayPal for the, the guy for the singlet. I had to PayPal the girl for the, for the airbrushing with it. And every singlet was, I can't, I'd have to go back and look, but we're talking off the top of my head, four or five, four $500 in that range. So Got like it. by the time you're paying for the fabric and the singlet to get, to, to get made and then the, the shipping and then the, the, the airbrush and like that yeah, airbrush girl was, oh, yep. so that, that was, you know, three, $400, depending on, cause and that takes time. And like, it, it's, and there's people that even charge a lot more. She was really good with everything. So, um, and then like, they'd have to ship it back to my house and then I'd have it. I'm on the road, ready to go. The wrestling boots, same thing. You don't need to get those done as often, but I'd, I'd have like three or four pairs at all times. Just so you're, Man, you, you had some really great gear. I, I'm looking at one of the gear. I think this is one of them that you sold. It was black, yellow, and the white. Yeah. And, it, and, and you signed it right back, Feed Me More. Yeah. It, 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 it's insane, bro. It like, it has like a big R in the front. It looks like a ring, uh, a little bit. Wow. Some of those cool, might have been man. faded even too, a little, those ones. But like, that's they, like, oh, that's awesome, bro. <laughs> They look good. Like they would look, some of the paint would last longer than others. Sometimes though, I'd wear it like a few times and the sweat would, would cause it to start fading pretty quick. So I'd have to like, I'd have to send them back to get retouched up, to get redone again and things. And then like eventually the, I had somewhere the fabric, I had redone them so many times that cause the fabric started ripping on them. So there's a couple that I had to retire that I, I still it. have, like they were stretching out, like where you don't want to blow the bottom out of it or anything. Like they just start really wearing. Yeah. But, Yep. Yeah, yeah, man. Do you know? Do you know Rory Fox from? No, oh, dude. I know that the match with right. I remember he did a thing on MTV, Rapid Delivery. Rory Fox and bro, you talk about. I cannot imagine he. How do you go out there though and not have like we were always taught. We were taught in developmental though, and like it's common sense. Like wear something. Wear it whether it's a thong, whether it's yeah. another pair of tights. Where uh, you wear a pair of tights on, under. Yeah. You, you don't just go out and there, there was a legit a meeting and Cody was there for this. There was a guy in OVW named Chris Rombola. Okay. okay. Rombola. Rombola. That was everyone. Rombola. Rombola. And if you look him up on YouTube, you guys will know who Chris Rombola is. I just looked him up. He Chris wore Rombola, orange yeah. neon tights. Okay. 
he nobody smartened Rombola up. So Rombola <laughs> would wrestle on OVW TV, and he had a great look as far as like to Vince as far as looking like a pro wrestler. But he was not. He didn't really understand Rombola did not wear under tights so so you could see Rombola's little guy every time he was on like, you see the Rombolas. yeah you could see the, yeah, the Rombola <laughs> no but like you know I remember Cody and like the other guys like somebody we like there was a group discussion in the back like and Al Snow was like Guys, we have to like somebody has to smart out. We can't have him going out there like you. You, you couldn't like it was just the, it was like it was as if he was just not wearing tights. Like it was they were like yeah. this see through. So like you wear under tights before you go out. So I don't know how Rory didn't have a thong or something that you just throw on. Yeah, you gotta have something under That's that. Warning everybody up to what happened, big guy. I don't know if everybody knows. Yeah, no, not everyone knows. You want to go ahead and go ahead. Yeah, so there's this wrestler, uh, uh, Rapid Delivery, Rory Fox, and he uh, he's a part of the Major Pod Network actually now, and uh, that's how I know him. Um, so uh, he had a match with with Zach Ryder. Dark match. A dark match. It wasn't on TV. Thank God. Uh, and 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 they were on the top rope, and apparently, like Zach went to go grab to do like a suplex or something, <laughs> and his whole crotch <laughs> 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 on TV, his whole ass is show like not on TV, but like in pictures. Thousands of people in the audience. Thousands of people. His full bare ass is out. He's he's trying to keep them together. Bro, everything was out, wasn't the whole? Everything, everything yeah. was out. Yeah. The yeah, ass everything. is the least of the worries on this. The <laughs> the steak and potatoes are are just they're out for everybody. Buffet. And it was a huge rib. I like everybody. Like. Uh, it's still a joke today. Rory is the sweetest, nicest guy. He's in great shape still. Uh, if you go back and for the younger people in here listening, uh, if you go back and watch True Life MTV, yep. uh, becoming a pro wrestler, uh, he was one of the people that were was on that show as well. That's how so, I knew of him. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So he he actually they had to finish the match and like he had to get rolled up. Then he went like he's yes. like. <laughs> there's no like i can't even imagine thank god that that wasn't on tv like thank in, god yeah they said they uh uh, uh zach uh, matt talked about it big guy and he said uh when they finally did like show the video of it it was all uh from uh from the top up so you couldn't see any any uh below like um yeah, so they they end up like editing it so it didn't look bad on Rory, but man, that story it pops me every single time, man. Every Bro, time. Th there's no other other like as a wrestler though, like you get just it's so ridiculous. Like <laughs> you think like what because you're out there like you're wrestling in underwear essentially, or like it, it's a crazy thing how yeah. like it, and like how it all is to begin with. But like just to have like that happen, it's like Bro Brock's shorts ripped. Um, yes, for summer, and I was trying yes. to figure out. I go, when did that even happen? Because I didn't notice it until the very end. But like he and was even like holding, like, like it wasn't even on the scene, big guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and like it was it, a weird rip. I don't know if Cody, like when they were in that submission hold, if like something happened where Cody's foot or something got caught on the shorts and like ripped him from a weird spot. Oh, that 
that's possible. Something yeah, like that, possible. I feel like, is what because it, it didn't. I didn't notice it until the very end. But even Brock, like those shorts were pretty close to him wrestling in his underwear or whatever. He was. Yeah, bro, they were shorts. <laughs> yeah. you know, they were, that's what you call a knickerbocker. Yeah, you know I mean? but thank God Brock like had the like Brock knew to like wear something under the. If Brock yes. would have pulled a Rombola, that would have been <laughs> SummerSlam. Would have been a whole other experience for a lot of people. <laughs> Do you imagine though? You just shorts like Brock just decides to not Brock like oh doesn't God, wear underwear man. underneath the, the the fighting shorts and early on three minutes into the match they just completely rip. No, nobody would even say anything, dude. They got to like, but that whole match for Cody is to go out there and win and like like to do that and to tell that story and just gets overshadowed by Brock not wearing underwear under his shorts. Bro, Brock is just like another level human being. Yeah. And, uh, he looked ridiculous too for SummerSlam. Oh my, bro, like I, he's just like he's just like you know. Uh, I know that like farm boys are like just naturally big yeah. in general. Like they're built different. Like it, it reminds me of like Samoans, right? Like yep. I, I've never met a Samoan that isn't like big you know like naturally big yeah and like naturally like tougher than the normal human being you know yeah um, and it just blows my mind and brock is that guy like i can't imagine like and, and in, in that one class like of when they came up we, we, did, you, did you come after them big guy or you came uh no after them you? but you're talking about an ovw there was there was was yeah. brock batista Cena. orton Cena, Shelton Benjamin was in there too, oh, which is a badass. Um, that's like insane. That was like the next. That was the WWE for the next twelve years. Yeah, that that whole there was a whole group of guys down there, and you know, I met, there's actually there was a guy Rico Constantino who was Rico in WWE up there. The the and had a Rico nice Constantino. Yeah, you know him if you saw him if you watched those. He was up, up in WWE for a good amount of time, but he was older. But he was a badass. He was a legit. He's still. I just saw him last year. He was working outside. He's a he's a police police officer. Oh, I see. I'm looking on the on, on the images. I see he's a policeman yeah, now. Yeah, he's, but yeah. he was on. He was really sick and like I had him on my show years ago, and he was like he was in really bad health. And I, I know he was older because he was older when his time in WWE. And then late last year, I ran and I was I was down by the strip and I had to go get gas, and I and I went ran into the gas station. And and I hear a guy as I'm walking back to my car. He goes Reeves, and like, and it, it was a cop. And I go, oh no! And <laughs> oh god, what did I do? And uh, I turn around and look, and it's Rico, and he's like all jacked up and looks. And I go Rico, and went over and, and, and talked to him for a bit. But he was he, that that particular. It's right by the airport. Is there like he, he was he was working like there's like yep. something. Like, I don't know if stuff stuff was going on, but like he was. Uh, so he, but it was a good conversation to see him and like, he's doing great, man. But he was like in that class, they had a lot of like just badass guys in that crew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm looking right now and you're right. Like, uh, like they said, uh, Rico Constantino, an amazing WWE prospect who never worked out. Um, he did work out though. That, what a horrible not, thing. To, not work, yeah. Not work out like worked out. Like he didn't end up becoming a big star. That's what it means. But he, he did. Have, he had a great run though. He, but he wasn't, didn't, he wasn't a heavyweight, the champion, but he, man, anybody that knows, but this guy, dude, he was American gladiators. He won American gladiators at some point as a contestant. Wow. Like this guy just is like, he's had success his whole life. Like with things, yeah. he's lived an amazing life, but he's one of the most fascinating guys. Like, and I, I, I love the dude, man. He's uh 
But like, I hate things like that article even is, is phrased like that because he had a great run up there. And like every, a lot of people, he was very entertaining. With that, yeah, I agree. Just because, like, some just because you don't make it and, and uh, to be a WWE champion, like, what's the percentage of people that actually no, it's small that you don't even that's not even in the, that's not even a thing that'd be successful there. Some exactly. of the best names don't have championships that often because depending on how their names are and whatnot. But like, that he though had a successful career with that. Yeah. He, he worked hard, yeah. he, he got into developmental late, and he made it and he had a nice, nice run up there with that so like that's just negative journalism on that like that very exactly, easily yeah. if they would have told the story of his life and him having his run that's a successful happy story but that's just trash media trying to make something like whatever you, you remind me so uh this is i'll i'll say this and then i'll let you go but uh so three about four years ago um i so i went from being in a uh, loan officer's assistant uh and like helping a loan officer with the paperwork and talking to the clients when they're buying a home or whatever and then i end up uh i was awesome at that like i was the best of the best and uh he the, my loan officer was not trying to let me go get my license because he knew he was going to lose me. And then when he, when he lost me, now you lose somebody that's helping him make a lot of money. Right. Yep. So instead of me making him money, I was like, no, I'm going to make my own money. So I end up going out on my own. And when you're a loan officer, like I'm only commissioned. So like, if I don't close any loans, I don't make money. Right. So like I work for myself, and uh, I completely everything is on my shoulders, right? And I, I like it that way because I I trust myself and I know that I'm gonna work hard and do whatever I have to do to get business and to be a good person. And um and I had a talk with my friend, and uh, and I was having a good year, but it wasn't the best year. And it was my first year that I went on my own. And I spoke to one of my friends, and he said, Sean, he goes you're the most successful guy I know. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, and I'm talking, this guy is like a millionaire, right? Yeah. And he's like, Shawnee, he goes, I've never met anybody in my life that smiles as much as you. Your kids have a, a roof over their head. They eat every day. He goes, what does success mean to you? And, and I said, and I started crying big. I swear to God, I started crying on the phone because like I, nobody ever said it that way to me. Cause I always looked at success by money, but at the end of the day, money, it doesn't, it's yes. Do we need it? Absolutely. But it's not the end all be all. And it doesn't make you successful just because you're rich. Yeah. There's a lot of things that go into it. All of that. It, it's, People have a, a skewed perception too of of what success is. I was just listening to this other podcast the other day. I saw a clip that uh, I think Gary that listens uh, the here on the Ryback Show posted. I just saw part of it, but it was with a guy with all these women and like they from Vegas and they have like a. He was talking about like th these women had like a, a flawed uh, view of what the world really was and success because of just being in Vegas of what they yeah. were exposed to. And that the guy was giving them just facts of things. And it was like, it was uh, like the average male income. It was, and they were like, and this is after they'd been asked other things. So they knew it wasn't going to be nowhere near what they thought it was. So that like played a part in them even answering lower than they would have had it been the first question. But like a lot of them were like, like a hundred thousand or like 75,000. 
and I think it was like thirty something thousand. It's yeah, the median is thirty seven. Yeah, and I think uh, the household is like sixty seven or sixty eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so like people where you just get put into perspective of like you're like what they but they they were talking about like they would see a bo- a guy working the door, and a guy the average like person too. He was talking about height like. The average height, I think, is five eight or five nine, um, yeah. for for men on that, in which that they didn't realize that as well, and they thought like, and the the percentage of people that are over six foot is just one percent, I think, and, wow. and it's something. It's either that or I believe that I want to say it's six feet. It was one percent of the population is over six feet tall, and then if six three and above is ridiculously low with it but so but these women like so he was like telling them if they meet like a doorman who makes you know seventy five thousand dollars a year who's interested in them and who's six foot five and and in shape and looks good that that guy is so rare but they're so used to seeing that like that where that guy is like low to them because of like how because of the people that roll in vegas yeah and so like the the perception that these women had of like what the world really is and social media really gives people a, a false perception of that a hundred percent and it's real like in reality though most a lot of people are suffering and i've done this and i hope to do more and, and one of my friends i know hopefully go do and when you go help people and like homeless people or hand out food to people that are like just going they don't have food to feed their families all week and like or have to go to food collecting things and and to just yep. to get enough to get some canned goods just to get through the, the the day or the week with that and like you see the urgency of like or how you know fragile life is, and with everything, and, and it's because it's crazy, man. It's a crazy. And yeah, I've been you, you could be in that situation, that Darren, and we all could second. be like, very. You know, like yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like I, you know, I, man, I, it's a very like weird subject, but like it's so true, and and the way that people perceive everybody nowadays with social media, it's like because everybody doesn't post bad stuff; they post all the good stuff, and, right? as they and, should. And nobody because too, of why, course, I, I want if you post something, why? Because then you're being negative or being down. It's going to attract Absolutely. people. It's so, or you're trying like, and I understand there's always there's levels to it, but typically we post things of like in a in a good mood or something it's like too like like i tell people you don't want to get caught up in every there's how many billions of people eight nine billion people on the planet there's only one of us so like if we get caught up on just watching other people all the time and like we watch say we all say we have 20 people that we all are exposed to on social media that we're shown 20 different people in our feed a lot like we're even though we could see hundreds or thousands but there's like 20 people that we maybe see a lot of like their day of what's going on and they're all going to be doing different things. It's very easy to get caught up in like just watching what all these people are doing. Like somebody's eating at a nice restaurant that they might only go to once all year with that. Yes. And like, yes. or like where they, like, or they, there's a big family function and they get pictures for the weekend. And that's the only time they've been out in the last five years with it. Yeah. But like, so you, but you're getting old and somebody's out in the, at the beach and it's their, their family vacation at the beach. They've been planning for three years. Like but just, that's all you're seeing. Yeah, and you're yeah, just seeing boom, see boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And yeah. like, and then all of a sudden, like it, it's overwhelming if you don't have like you don't understand that, or if you don't don't put it into the understand the reality of the situation and like be content and happy 100%. with what you're doing. So, but everyone's dealing with that on that, and we, where it's like you just want to do what's best for you and live your life. And but this stuff can give us a false perception i see people that post things i'm telling i'm not bro i'm not even joking i've said bro like 10 times today i'm turning into vince russo this is 
Bro. I think it's, I, I'm sorry, man. I, I think I say bro a lot. I don't know. You're bro. rubbing off on the, uh, <laughs> I'm turning the, the show. We'll see. The, <clears throat> I just caught it though. I go, wait a second. I'm saying the word bro. And I never use the word bro outside of like a rare, like if I'm trying to make a point, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all thrown off now. The, uh, sorry, big guy. Sorry. no, but the, oh, a girl I knew. So she looked, so it looked like she had everything together. Like if you would not like, like it looked like she had money, her own place. Like you would think that like, and she looked the way she like, like just had it together. The way she portrayed herself online. She moved to Vegas and she invited me over to her place. This was a couple years ago and it could not have been anything. (laughs) I showed up. She lived in a horrible part of town with it. And in like, it was, it it was just, it was an apartment, but it was not in a good area. And there were, I'm talking an empty apartment, nothing. She just had the kitchen was kind of dirty and she had an air mattress and then she had a photo light and some photo stuff with it. And then a bunch of makeup, bunch of makeup. And she didn't have the makeup on when I went there. And it was, it was, she didn't have the makeup on. on. No, but it was, it was, I, it was the furthest thing from the reality of she was presenting to people. And I, I was sitting there, I was in shock. I was trying to figure out how has she worked this magic to like, she would post like something with a corner and set something up. She like was a magician in making things like, look, and I go, there's now I always look and I watch people when they're posting, like, especially like women and things. And I look, I go, Oh wait, they don't have a, a bed frame. And like I just notice little things, like I could, stuff like that. Yeah, so and that doesn't mean anything. Like, but we're all like, you don't need a bed. But like, Bro, it, all these rappers, they have fake jewelry on, and they're saying they bought it for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and then people like normal people, they want to be like them, so they go and they overspend on things yeah. that they shouldn't. You and know, lose their house, and like, and then they don't know exactly. Exactly. Like, I, I'll tell you this, right? Like, so I, like I said, I do mortgages. I pull people's credit all the time. All the time i had this guy he made over like five hundred thousand dollars a year right which is like a a great income right like it's a great income absolutely he had a 520 credit score and he had three cars that were worth like a hundred plus thousand dollars that each had over fifteen hundred dollars a month payment on it so just in cars he had over four thousand five hundred dollars worth of payment not counting insurance for all three of those cars counting insurance exactly and he didn't own a house right so to me like i literally like i'm not a financial planner but i had a talk with him and i was like listen i know i'm not your financial guy but you're making way too much money to be just throwing it away like this. Yeah. And I, I, I helped him fix his credit. He got rid of those cars. He drives a, a, a very nice. An Altima? Uh, <laughs> 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 he doesn't need Altimas, I'll tell you that. Altima with spinning rims. Uh, he went to me, he goes, Sean, he goes, I got. I started making money that I didn't even know what to do with. I, he grew up like me um, and like like poor and, yeah. and nobody taught us. My parents still don't have a credit card. I had to read when I started making money. I had to re- start really learning really quickly because if you didn't like, and I've always have common Did sense. Did your parents teach you anything about credit or anything? No, like do nothing. No. Same, same. Man. I don't think a lot of ours, we all, I think we're all in the same group boat. A lot of us from our, our age and, 
things. I agree. It's like, why, why isn't that taught in school? I would much rather learn financial planning and, and, and life over, over playing Oregon trail. Exactly. Right. Don't get me wrong. I loved it too. But like, I, I, that was probably the, uh, you know, okay, let me take that back. I would, I don't want to take out Oregon trail time because that was actually a fond memory as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, But, but like I, the, so, but like the English or or something reading certain, like some of of this math that we learn in school that we'll never use. Right. Exactly. Like, like, unless you're going to be like a builder or, you know, yeah, we'll definitely want them doing it. But like for most of us, we we don't to go to math class. Yeah. But like somebody (laughs) like who doesn't need math in their job, why should they take this crazy math that they're never going to use in their life when they could go and learn about the real life stuff? Like, like, Hey, balancing your checkbook and checking account, yeah. like getting a credit card and knowing that, Hey, like my mentality when I was a kid, like 18 years old was like, Hey, I'm going to get a credit card and I'm going to just spend it and I'll never pay it back. Yeah, That was my mentality because that's the only thing I knew as a kid, you know, that's what a lot of and, people do still too. Like that's, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, I'm like, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I had the, that mentality, like, oh, the banks make millions of dollars, they'll write off my thousand dollar credit card, like, and, and I'll be fine, and and that's the furthest thing from the truth because you need credit for everything, you need you need it for everything nowadays. If you have crap credit, it's okay, you can fix it. You know, you can fix it, but you have to start and you have to do things to get on the right track. And that takes research, like you said, you know? Yeah. Um, In school, too, like even like mindset, like on a positive mindset and not saying you have to like and everyone's different, their views on like religion and different things. But just like a positive mindset on on taking a positive approach to life, like things that like successful people that have been proven to be a common trait and successful, happy people. I like why isn't like that taught in, like in, like mindset the mindset should be is just as important as anything because that that determines like how how people approach life no matter what they do but you want as many people having a positive mindset and like it's just it's odd with that I completely agree yeah I think the two biggest things in uh, like scams in 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 the US is healthcare and school um, yeah, uh, because they put you into debt. A br- big guy. I've seen some people like uh, that I've done mortgages for. They're in over like four hundred thousand dollars of debt in school loans. Yeah, like bro, they're gonna be paying that back their whole life. Yep, their whole life. It's, it's just crazy, man. It it's is insane. It's it's scary. I'm sorry to get off topic, but no, we, we, we no, it's good. This is I like. It. We never know where we're gonna go. This is no 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 script needed. On this, we just we just just talk. Yeah, I, I just it's really important for people to see this stuff. Like like doctors shouldn't have to pay for schooling. Like yeah. they're the people that save people's lives every single day. Yep. Why should they be in eight hundred thousand dollars debt to learn how to save people's lives? Like yeah. there's something wrong there. The whole know? system, like, it just doesn't the people that they in from from teachers to firefighters to policemen and women and, and, and doctors, the people like these are people that are that are instrumental in our society functioning in the way that that we do. And like it just it, yeah. it's crazy that like, just it's, the system is just odd and weird how things, you know, it's like the like teachers, police officers, these people make so little compared yeah. to for what they especially police officers for the risk they have to take every day with that. Like it, it, it's a scary thing when you see like and it, it's 
I don't know, man. Now cops get paid better. Uh, like after five years in New York, they get paid seventy five thousand. When my dad retired, he retired in two thousand two. He uh, was making seventy two thousand dollars as a grade one detective. Wow, that's the highest detective you can be in NYPD. And he was making seventy two thousand. On his pension right now, he gets twenty five hundred dollars a month only. That's Jeez. it. And then at the end of the year, he gets a ten thousand dollar check because when new york city was uh like they were in bad shape yeah they had borrowed money from the police officers pensions and in the contract of borrowing the money they said whoever you know uh they borrow money from uh the cops will get a ten thousand check every year for the rest of their lives once they retire so that's all he gets so he gets twenty five hundred a month for risking his life every single day for 20 years for other people and and, and now they get paid more don't get me wrong like a normal cop's retirement you'll probably get like five six thousand a month which you can live on you know but you can't live on twenty five hundred a month like uh, it's ridiculous now especially new york or just yeah even you're having to live extremely conservatively yeah yeah he had to go work a, 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 like after he retired he ended up being uh, uh the lead uh security on law and order svu yeah uh, and he did that for 14 years like ice T, mariska he bodyguarded that, yeah uh, he was he was their main bodyguard wow you know? but that's uh, crazy yeah it just doesn't yeah you're right it doesn't i don't the whole world man everything it's is, just messed up right bro like it's just like but we have so many people that are ungrateful too for even the things like we have like we do, like just the roads that we have and like the all i always do it every day when i do my affirmations like i say thank you to everybody that came before that for the the whatever the role every person has played for us to have the luxuries that we have now yeah. like i acknowledge it every single day in my affirmations when i go through my my deal on that because yeah. i was like we take things for granted on things like dude i was just saw a thing on, on tiktok the other day or ig on the uh in san francisco the golden gate bridge of yes. that the construction on that bro, just mind-blowing on the, the the risk though the people that like they had to go underground and like they had to build concrete these barriers and put them into the the water however they just just watching these things to, to, to build this bridge on and then suck the water out of it and then they had to get people had to take the elevators down they had to construct all this and go down and they were underneath and dig out and like they had to dig under to get the 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 construction the the whole infrastructure to sink like another 15 20 30 feet or how many ever feet to get to the hard rock layer to where it's sturdy because there's a salt like, but like there's humans working under this for each post essentially like going on uh, it's just like like how and i know that wasn't the first one that came there was other bridges built before that but like just something like that that we have every day to commute or people to commute to get from one side to the other like the, just the the lives and, and the the risk or like con- iron workers. Have you seen yes, the videos on those guys? Yep, yep. Walking on t- on front of like the big cities on the buildings before there were harnesses and things, and you're just like, what the hell? Yeah, the, the pictures of them eating sandwiches on the on the. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen those pictures. Yeah, big guys smoking, drinking. Yeah, and then like like it's nothing like a hundred stories in the air. Dude, they're literally a hundred stories in the air working. Just like and, and you you just looked at one fault, wrong step, you fall, you go lightheaded, you're done. Like it's yeah, yep. 
there's a story <clears> there, guys. So in the uh, in Bay Ridge where I grew up, uh, there's something called the Verrazano Bridge, and it go, it connects Staten Island and Brooklyn, right? And um, there they had the, uh, it's the longest bridge uh, between I don't know what they're called, big guy, but you know like the how the bridge it goes like up and then it has those two pillars on each side, so it's the longest distance between uh, pillar to pillar apparently oh, wow. on this bridge, and uh, there is. Um, uh, there's like a, what do you call that? Like a store, like a, there's these stories that people while they were constructing it fell into the cement and they couldn't save them. So they literally were buried in the cement and they're still there today. Apparently. Oh my God. Yep. Yep. Think about that, bro. Oh. That like scared my lights out when I heard that, you know, Can you imagine, like I would hope that they, I don't what I wonder what the distance was from falling into the cement that if they would have not been knocked unconscious in the fall they or, they, they, they had to die, they had to die died on like, impact rather than they had to die on impact yeah they had to uh, I mean, it's just it's way too far and, um, yeah and on that 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 just oh what a horrible it's, man it, it, it's crazy and I'm gonna say one last thing and I'll let you go big guy but uh they they uh the, the the next thing is also uh, which I have a big gripe with uh, is that is how that you need school you need school like sixty credits to become a police officer and that's what stopped me from becoming a police officer. The, uh, I took the cop test in New York. I got a ninety nine on it. Oh and, man. Uh, and and I would have been a great cop. I got called right away, but at the time I was uh, I I didn't go to school. But I, I went to like one uh, one like a semester of college because I hated school so much. So they wouldn't let and you in. So they wouldn't let me in without sixty credits. And and I just said I I told my dad like I'm sorry and uh, you know like I'm you know I just can't, I'm not gonna go that route. What, what are those uh, sixty credits? What would those do to make you a better police officer? Do you think nothing? That's my point. So th yeah. this is the point. I'm I'm a kid. I'm a city kid. I grew up in the in the in the hood. I was one of the only white kids in my neighborhood, right? Yeah. And I know how it works. I know who's dealing drugs. I could go to a corner store and tell you who's dealing drugs. Who's in the gang member blah 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 yeah they they let people become i don't know about other states but people from long island where i live now where it's suburby the white kids would come into the city and become a cop and then all of a sudden they they get put into the middle of the projects yep. they're 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 scared as hell because they never dealt with any situation like this and uh there was a there was a thing a couple of years ago where this rookie cop uh, he was in the projects and I, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in a projects big guy, but the staircases are disgusting yeah. and, and the, 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 the low lives hang out in the staircases. Yep. So like if the, if the, if the elevator's out, you got to walk down there. Like I wouldn't let any female walk by herself. Like, so I would go, whatever you go down there, you, you nobody bothers you as long as you don't bother them. The, these, this cop came in or whatever. They got a call that there was a disturbance in the hallway he came in and a guy was just walking out and he got scared and he killed the guy because he he didn't know that this guy was just walking down the stairs not doing anything but because they had a disturbance he was so scared that he had the finger on the trigger right oh. away. 
And that's the problem with that is like, why do you need 60 credits to be a cop? Like, what does that do for anybody? I just think you're taking away common sense or somebody that has real life experience that would actually could be beneficial to. Exactly. But that's that, my point. That, 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 that's a lot of things. There's, that's why I said it's just like to be a police officer, you want to make sure you can pass the criteria that's involved to be a police officer. And and again, and there's things in real life experience. Not everyone's going to have that real life experience, but you want so if you have somebody that wants to be a cop that has that real life experience with that, like and for that area, I don't know. It's just yeah, make them like shadow a, a cop before they get a gun. Yeah, like make them go to these neighborhoods before they get a gun and give them a taser and have them follow the yeah. older cops. And like, there's ways to do it, but it's all about money. It is, but that's and that's where we are getting at with that. It's like it's a ridiculous requirement to get for to get people paid for things that yes. aren't necessary. That like we have to look as a society and things like we we need to be able to make adjustments. I think we need to make adjustments too, like. With things going on for the homeless community, I think every big city, every city needs to start taking measures to have a better rehab program and to get people off the streets to try exactly. to, because this only hurts all of us. The, we don't want our cities getting run down. We don't want people, we have to try to get people off of drugs and give them an opportunity to you to get yeah. them back into society functioning at whatever level. Like there's so many things that we just keep going down the wrong way that like, this is where I was talking about like with the pandemic and when they, they did all this stuff. And people losing their livelihoods and their business in which the homeless community is at an all-time high, like just getting worse and worse and worse, is we now have more and more people with nothing to lose. That's getting yep. very dangerous with that, yep. where people are going to go, what's the point? And then and that when they do that, and then they start looking in and that anger builds and then they turn against the from the from your leaders to the cops to the people that are playing a role in keeping things going. Like We have to make some really, really key changes at some point to the this whole thing because it's like it's all crumbling. Like it, it's yeah, scary. And, and why do they make people go to school? Because and guess what? The government gets money from yeah. school loans, right? Like so, it all comes around to that. But I, I took enough of your time, big guy. I love, I love talking to you, man. Um, and uh, I hope you have the best day today, man. Shawnee, you too, brother. It's always always a pleasure to talk to you. You have a good one. You too, man. Later. But later. Good deal. I saw Shawnee. Somebody said I saw in one of the comments yesterday. And I, they go, Shawnee, Shawnee needs to be the co-host. <laughs> and I go, he already kind of is. We bring him on for a big chunk of the show every day. It's, it's, it's the best part of the show, I feel like, because it just creates natural converse, conversation. Shawnee doesn't ask typical, like, it'll be some wrestling stuff, which I love the wrestling stuff with all that. But there's also non-wrestling stuff, which I think is is one of the cool things. I like talking about other things. And I'm not an expert in, in a lot of things. I just put, like, I enjoy talking about them. Bring on Smokey. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Ryback Show. Oh, my God. I'm actually, my heart's pounding. I just want to I just want to tell you that you're my all-time favorite wrestler and that um, my favorite match that you were in was February 3rd, no, February 8th, 2013. You, um, Chris Jericho, and Sheamus versus The Shield, they kind of did abuse you on the ropes. And you eventually kind of tagged Chris Jericho and he did a little springboard. Then you kind of got power bombed through a table, but we don't talk about that. I also really did love the um, you team authority versus team Cena. And um, when um, Stephanie McMahon said you were fired after you got pinned, I may or may not have gotten a little emotional, but we don't talk about that. 
my um my question is so i'm pretty sure you've seen that um roman reigns has been gone gone pretty crazy uh, like he's his streak is crazy um and you've seen people um like return such as like cody rose brock lesnar um john cena and they kind of all lost and my question is do you think you would return one last time to fight roman reigns there would be there's a lot that would have to happen to even get that to even be a possibility so I don't, I don't foresee that even coming close to being done. I would love to see it though. No, thank you. I appreciate that. I do. It's uh, I, I, I like Roman a lot and we've worked together quite a bit over the years and whatnot. But like I said, there's, there's a lot of things that would have to be done at, at, at from their standpoint. And even then the trust has been completely dissolved and it's, it's just, there's no, no trust. So. All right, that's all I really had to ask. All right, buddy. Well, thank you very much. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. I got to give it to you straight. I'm not going to lie. That would be, they have to, <clears throat> I've got enough going on and I'm very happy. And, you know, after I can't, you guys know, I can't stress enough the social media stuff and what's going on. And this is, I'm talking, we're talking millions of dollars on this alone. When they And they know they're fully aware of everything they've done. They, they know exactly everything they are doing with this. So there's no, and it's all illegal. It's not, there's nothing legal about what they're doing. It's illegal. It's immoral. And, and I have, there's nothing, I, I don't, I, there's enough places for me to go to get my wrestling fixing to be happy where I, I don't have to sacrifice that. No. Hey, if they want to right all the wrongs of the past and publicly admit everything they've done, Hey, go right ahead. Be my guest. You know, but that we we know how they are, and that's not happening. So we will wait for the truth to win, and they get exposed, and then let the let things play out how they will. But I'm going to keep moving on, keep living my life. You guys can all see the things going on. I think I think it's very evident to the majority of people of of just exactly how severe this all is with everything. So. You see here, bring on a new caller. Kirk, bring on old Kirk. Shawnee. <laughs> Yo, what's up, Ryback? Hello, welcome to the Ryback Show. What's on your mind? Uh, nothing much. Dude, I used to watch you all the time. Um, I had you on my one of my birthday cakes when I was like seven, eight years old. You were on my birthday cake one year. Oh man, I remember they had a, a Ryback cake, like the the thing you could do for the top of the cake, right? Yeah, it was like paper. It was like yeah, paper yeah, cake. yeah. They had a birthday wire. card too. There was a yeah, the, the Ryback birthday card and cake. Was, I, I I think I made it. it. It was you were like one of my favorites growing up. Thank you very much, buddy. No, I do have a question though. I heard I heard something. I read like an article that he got like a couple missed calls from WWE a couple days ago. I don't know if that's true or not. I think I don't know what they are. There's people in Shawnee. We were talking about it with the guy that was just on uh, yesterday with it. There's ways. It, I don't. There's ways for people to do the calls from where it comes from, like a like yeah. the WWE office. But I don't know. They didn't answer. I'm not. I'm not. I don't care. So. 
No, which one would you go to? Like, if you had a choice, would you go to AEW or would you go back to WWE? Oh, I don't think there's nothing in me. Like, I, I just want my social media fixed and to keep living my life. Yeah. And I think I've been pretty clear on once I get cleared and we'll see what happens with everything and what the options are going to be with it. I think I could be very content and happy and make a better living doing what I'm doing right now and just even doing some independent shows and wrestling. Yeah. But I, I would like ultimately television is very beneficial for me with everything I got going on. Yeah. Um, I was lucky. I was a little mad. WrestleMania 32 when he lost to Kalisto. I was, I was really mad when that, when he lost that match. Ah, uh, thank you. It's all right though. It's uh, everybody wins and loses in it, so it happens oh, from yeah, time to time. Sure. And I was leaving, so there was an I had no problem with it whatsoever. Yeah, wasn't it? It was for a title, right? Wasn't it? The, that was for the U.S. Championship. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, I thought we had some really, really good fun matches, so I was I was really happy with those. Oh yeah. Well, all right. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, buddy, and thank you for listening. I hope everything keeps going well for you. All right. Oh yes, thank you. Right, take care. You too. Bye. Bye, bye. Good deal. Thank you. Thank you. I always forget the it was. They had a run. They had like the Home Depot. They had Ryback pub tables, dartboards. We had a, a, like, some random, like, just crazy things they made. It was birthday cakes on birthday cards. So that was where I was, like, it, it was pretty – It was that was, like, during that, that really hot year. There was, like, on some really cool things. I remember Walmart. I was on towels and rafts. That was – that was uh, that's all you need, though. It's a blessing because you get in, ingrained in people's brains when it, it was it had a, it had a meaningful impact. And so I'm always grateful for that. That's where, like, I go to the gym. Yesterday at the gym, there was a kid working out with his dad. And this kid could, couldn't have been old enough to watch me. He had to have been really little when I was on TV. And the dad came over to me. And I was doing legs. And uh, and the dad, he goes, would it be okay if my son, he he knows you, can he, can he have a picture? And I said, of course. And he went and got his son. And he was younger. And he came over and did the photo. And then uh, went back to my workout. But, like, they remember about that because I've stayed pretty consistent the same. So I'm like... It's just, it's a good thing. It's not, it's not a bad thing. Let me see here. Bring on one more caller here. Bring on Christian. Christian, welcome to the Ryback Show. Hello. Hello, Mr. Ryback. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Good deal. What's on your mind? I have a question. Has anyone ever recognized you from your viral meme of you eating like a bag of chips and just blatantly staring into the camera and oh my bad no go ahead keep going and can you talk about the, your days in the nexus and that match that you had with mark henry where you tried to pick him up you couldn't and then you went back and you picked them up and then walked away so the chips i do get recognized i've had kids literally i've had people that only recognize me as the chip guy yes with that and they want pictures it's crazy to me but it that happens uh it's happened enough 
on that. I have no problem. I think it's great. I love it. The uh, uh, what was the Nexus qu- question? Like, how is how is you like how is how is that group like? Did you guys all really enjoy each other, and did you enjoy being part of that group? Oh yeah. Oh, that was all great times, man. All it was that was a very innocent, fun times before all my problems with WWE started. So that was uh, all positive experiences on that. And all the guys to this day will forever all be friends as far as we all came up together and all went through that together. And uh, I have have nothing but great memories of Nexus all together with that. And then the Mark stuff, that was all everything was planned. That was the, I did pick him up. I picked him up and then we had to walk over to the ropes and then he grabbed onto the ropes and then I had to fall on my face with him. Uh, for him to get the pinfall. And then I came back and I think spine bustered him and shell shocked him after the match. That was all exactly as it was laid out. So I have one more uh, question. How was that? Uh, how was that uh, episode of Raw when John Cena just roasted all of the Nexus? And did you guys have a laugh backstage after that happened? Oh, I don't even remember. Oh, well, thank you for having me on your show. You're welcome, buddy. You have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Trying to think of the Cena roasting us next. I don't even, I don't know off the top of my head. I would have to go back. And if I saw it, I'd probably remember with that. But I don't remember any. I think everybody probably just went about our business as usual with that. So all right, guys, with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's show. I thank each and every one of you for, for tuning in as always, if you could please share this on Twitter spaces, X spaces and tag Elon and Linda, tell them to fix my account. Let's just stay on them, please. And uh, it, it will, cause maybe they can't see me, but they can hopefully see you guys. I don't know with this and uh, we'll keep trying to fight the fight until the truth wins. Cause it will win eventually with all of this. Check out my feed me more nutrition, feed me more.com guys. Save 20% discount code. Feed me two zero feed me 20 and get a free shaker bottle with your orders on there guys as well. And uh, until next time, my friends stay hungry, feed me more. Hey, Rybackers, don't forget to hit that like button, smash that subscribe, and shell shock those notifications. For the best supplements on the planet with Feed Me More Nutrition and all the latest cool new Ryback merch, visit FeedMeMore.com.